Celebration Anaheim just ended, and it was another incredible Star Wars experience for collectors and fans. At least, that's how it looked to someone who spent the week on the opposite coast of the country. Unfortunately, attending Celebration this year wasn't possible for me. But thanks to the live streams that beam the panels, interviews, and special moments all around the world to viewers at home, we were all able to enjoy a piece of the Star Wars-themed event. And thanks to a number of our collector friends, they've kindly offered to share little pieces from their Celebration adventures, live and in the moment from Anaheim. This is their story in their words. This is a weekend of Kenobi, of Disneyland, and a Space Mountain-sized offering of swag, and of a reunion of Star Wars fans and creatives. This is the galaxy at its biggest, its boldest, and its most exciting. This is a return to celebration. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Thursday's opening panel was certainly a memorable way to begin the festivities. Lucasfilm's studio showcase, beginning at 11 a.m., rounded up its live-action filmmakers and special guests to highlight the upcoming Star Wars releases, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, and The Mandalorian. The panel was hosted by Yvette Nicole Brown. Let's all go to a galaxy far, far away. Through a cloud of smoke, a choir appeared and performed John Williams' Episode One classic, Duel of the Fates. As they finished, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker, walked out onto the stage to a thunderstorm of applause.
The rest of the Obi-Wan Kenobi cast joined them on stage, and before they left, Ewan had a special announcement. We'd like you all, everybody in this room. (laughs) He doesn't even care. He's like, whatever it is, yes! (laughs) We'd like everybody who's here right now, everybody, to come back here tonight and to watch to watch episode one and episode two with us on this screen before anybody else has seen it in the world. (laughs) The attendees to that opening panel were given the opportunity to return to the celebration stage that evening to watch the first two episodes of the new Kenobi series, hours before they premiered to the rest of the world. The surprises were just beginning. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy came out to introduce a magical musical maestro. What can I say about John Williams that could begin to capture what he has meant to all of us? His contributions to our films, to our storytelling experiences, are something words cannot adequately describe. Since his music speaks to us, on such a personal and emotional level. For the last four decades, John Williams has created the score to our lives with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, E.T., Jurassic Park, and so much more. John's music has defined every character we know with themes that resonate so beautifully today. So when we began working on Obi-Wan Kenobi, we were struck by the fact that he didn't have a theme. How could that be? It is with profound gratitude and excitement I am pleased to announce that you will all now become a part of Star Wars history as the new Obi-Wan theme is played live for the first time ever. is none other than the maestro A full orchestra on a moving platform emerged from under the theater's large screen. Williams made his way to the stage as the crowd quieted.
He then led the orchestra in a performance of the classic theme from Indiana Jones. was joined by none other than Indiana Jones himself, Harrison Ford. Ford, a true admirer of William's talent and legacy, gave one of his most passionate and profound speeches of the weekend. I told Tom on another occasion when we had a chance to get together that that music follows me every day. And you know what? I'm happy about it. <laughs> that music was playing on the speakers in the operating room when I had my last colonoscopy. <laughs> We all know about what John does musically. What you may not know, what I've come to really appreciate, is the warmth, the generosity, the boyish spirit of this man. The most gracious man. The gentlest, kindest man. And a wonderful, wonderful talent that we're blessed with all of us. And with that, Star Wars Celebration had officially returned. Let's check in with some of our collector friends. John Peck and Yehuda Kleinman, please kick off this episode in style. We, we are live at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. We are here enjoying our days, looking for prototypes from new toys, toys that might not have even been thought of yet, prototypes that are conceptual, prototypes that I... I and the collecting track has all prototypes, tra- right? It's all prototypes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And production, too. There's a lot of production stuff, There's too. production stuff, too, and, uh, you know... You know, we're, we're recording things for David because he asked us to. David, and, and, and David, I uh, just want to give you, this is, by the time you get this, going to be really, really important information. Tell everyone that they're actually at a Star Trek convention. Well, that's why we're really here. That's so this was the filming site for Picard. Yes. And we are here in front of the Anaheim Convention Center, which was Starfleet Academy. Yes. So really, everybody doesn't understand that they're actually here. They're all traders, they're, right? They're, all, they're trekkers. Yeah, they're trekkers, traders. They're trekkies and traders. <laughs> And, <laughs> and, 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 they're, this, and they're trading at the swap meet, too. They have, yes. And they're going to go to Trader Sands, Correct. too. Correct. In fact, I actually saw a lot of people with pointy ears. This, this whole thing is a sham. So. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yep. I saw Kirk with the green chick before, <laughs> Orion Slave Girl. I mean, it's it's it, it's wacky. It's it, weird, it's wild wa- stuff. It's weird, wild, and wacky stuff. <laughs> yeah, so... 
Uh, we wish you were here, David. We miss you, David. Yes, you know, so. it's not the same without you, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we'll give you stupid commentary so yes, you can we'll put it on the podcast. We'll give you good material. I, I think it's going to turn people away. You might get, like, you might, yeah. yeah, you might, you might want to edit this. Out. You know what? Forget, don't send this, John. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You might lose a few listeners. Yeah, but, you know, well, but. you know. But, uh, okay. Here right. we go. We're the only ones awake. Everybody else is still hungover. Yes, yeah. All right. Beam, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> and now let's check in with Glenn Williams and Tony Johnson from the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors to hear about swag trading at their club table. Hey, David. It's Glenn and Tony from the Georgia Club. Hi. <laughs> you wanted something in the moment. We're sitting here just watching the table go crazy with swag. This is insane. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's out of control. <laughs> it's amazing the amount of swag that is being traded around us right now. Um, celebration so far has been cool. It's only thir- two, it's Thursday at about 6 o'clock, so there's an hour left on the floor. Narayan shows up and people go crazy for swag. Yep. So that's my, my thought right now. Not as much cosplayers, but I'm hearing Thursday's not a good day for cosplay. But it's been fun. We saw Santa uh, Obi Wan. That is that, was cool. Yeah, Santa Obi Wan. Yeah, a candy cane lightsaber. Oh, is that what it's called? So, well, there you go. There's our 60 seconds to celebration Anaheim. Bye. Bye. For some of our friends, Anaheim would be their first ever celebration. And what an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Here's Empire State Club member Jim Jones on the start to his trip. What's up, David Quinn? I'm going to share a little bit of my first celebration experience here with you today. Starts off in Newark, New Jersey, where I randomly bump into two cool dudes in a hobby, Brad Portnoy and Ross Barr. And who knew we would be sharing the same flight to California together? Six hours of napping and hearing cool stories in between. Really started off my uh, trip on, on an A-plus note. I was super stoked about that. Upon landing in California, I meet up with my roommate, Joey Glacier. We head right over to the convention center. First person we meet, Tom Derby, right in the lobby. Exchanges two amazing Uzai pieces. I got to see those in person. That was killer. Without a doubt, the day was just starting off. Amazing. Mind you, it's Wednesday. The day before, the world walks into the biggest Star Wars party there is. So, you already know I'm stoked. After meeting with Tom in the lobby, we walk onto the floor. I get to see everybody setting up their booths. I get to meet friends that I've only met on Facebook, only spoke with on Facebook, in person, for the very first time, in California at that. What an experience. Seeing the busyness of everyone trying to put their booths together, decorate the venue, was just overwhelming, but I took it all in. It was sick. And Gordy Owen volunteered to be the roving reporter in my absence and came up with two great questions to ask attendees. What is your favorite moment from Celebration and your favorite piece of swag, which is the Star Wars-themed memorabilia that people make for the event, like patches and buttons? Gordy will keep checking in from time to time with us. And here he is now with another Northeast Club member, Rob Amatea. All right, your roving reporter for Prototypes and Production, Gordy Owen here with Rob Amatea. Rob, what was your favorite moment of, um, of celebration this year? 
getting to hang with everybody again. It's been a long time since we've all been able to get together from you know all over the country and all over the world. So that's definitely my favorite moment. All right. What was your favorite swag? This uh, that, favorite swag that you didn't create uh, for a celebration this time? Oh, that's a tricky one that I didn't create. It would have to be the. Uh, some of the fake entry badges, like the no access and the uh, the four day badge with a blown blown up razor crest on it. Excellent, excellent. I won't take too too much of your time. Thanks, Rob. All right. Mike DeStefano, a collector from the Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Society, headed to Anaheim on Friday morning. Hey, David. It's Mike DeStefano. It's six, a little after 6 a.m. on Friday morning, and I am driving to the Baltimore airport to head out to Celebration on Friday morning. Getting a little bit later start due to my daughter graduating high school last night and trying to get down to Celebration and have a flight at 10 a.m. from Baltimore to LAX. And we'll make the quick dash from LAX over to the Anaheim Hilton grab the vaccination bracelet and get over into the convention and start catching up with people that I've been so excited to see and finally get a chance to do that. So it's 3 a.m. in Anaheim, a very good chance that many of those people are still hanging out in a lobby somewhere, catching up on the day's events and all the exciting news that came yesterday. Just really excited to join in it. And in hopefully five or six hours, I'll be there immersed in it all. Jason Walsuko, co-host of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast and Georgia Club member. What special pieces did you pick up at Celebration? Hey, David. This is Jason. I am uh, walking back from purchasing uh, two vintage collection proofs. I've never bought a uh, full, legit proof. I have the the free ones that they passed out at San Diego Comic-Con and some of the other ones, but this is the first internal proof that I've ever purchased. One is a Revenge of the Jedi Han and Trenchcoat. And the other one is a Return of the Jedi TIE Fighter pilot. And I am very ecstatic. This is one of my collecting goals for 2022. And uh, I just knocked it out of the park because I wanted one and I got two. Of the, I believe these are more common, which is why they were cheaper. But sometimes it's, you know, cost doesn't matter. It means a lot to me to actually have a legit proof. So um, very excited to have that. And uh, I will report in later on in the convention. All right, it's Gordy again. I'm here with Paul Chu. We're going to give him the two questions for the Prototypes and Production podcast here on site at Celebration. So, Paul, what was your favorite moment of Celebration this year? You know what? It's it's a collection of moments because we've been gone really for so long from this whole convention atmosphere. And just really getting to see people and hug people, shake their hands, uh, beats out any moment that I've seen in the celebration stage or anything like that. It's just seeing my good friends. And it's just, you feel complete. Excellent. Love it. Love it. And what was your favorite swag project from this uh, this celebration? I got to tell you, I have gotten so many pieces of swag, and they're all just so amazing. But the and they all stand out. I just got I just got one from Hector. So I just got one from Hector and Sammy. But I'm going to tell you one that really just stands out for me is Charmaine Cuddy's uh, uh, Chewy Patch. It is so intricate, so detailed. You gotta seek her out to get that patch. You can see a lot of love that. She she put into it. So, Charmaine, another home run for you. Excellent, excellent. I'll let you get back to it, Paul. Thanks for taking a minute. Gordy, thank you. Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano in The Clone Wars, hosted a panel on Friday afternoon. 
The panel celebrated the 20th anniversary of Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and featured a surprise appearance of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. I had to capture a playful and memorable moment as the animated Ahsoka met her live-action mentor, Anakin. Well, Hayden, and nice to meet you, Sky Guy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm taking Tamora's advice to just act cool right now. <laughs> Brandon Vise, creator of the website Prototype Archives, arrived on Friday as well. Let's see what he and his wife Mona think of the event so far. This is Brandon and Mona Vise. We're at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, just taking a quick break from the show. Babe, what do you like about this? Well, I love everyone in costume, and today we finally got to see your panel, and that was amazing. Um, yeah, it's just such a great environment. The crowd is great. Everyone's, like, happy to be here. The release of um, the Obi-Wan is today, so everyone's all stoked about that Disney show. It's, it's fun. It's great. It's a good time to be alive. And let's check back in with Mike DiStefano as he's finally in Anaheim. Hey, it's Mike DiStefano checking in. I got on site about an hour ago after a long flight into LAX and quickly got in, got my Vax bracelet and worked the PA booth for an hour. That was pretty awesome, having people come up that I haven't seen in so long. So already we're off to a great start. I'm feeling the hype. Got an hour till the panel presentation, taking in a little bit of the floor right now. And David, specific to you, just met Clifton and FJ in person for the first time ever, and super stoked about that. And Jason, it sounds like you just had two memorable experiences that only happen at a place like Star Wars Celebration. Hey David, it's Jason again. I just wanted to um, tell you about two things that happened today. It's Friday. It's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm about to start my booth duty at the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors. But I wanted to share something that happened this morning. I was walking from the booth. Uh, this was before the show floor opened. Walking from the booth to see the costumes real quick from the new show Obi-Wan. And I see this golf cart fly by me. And my stomach dropped when I recognized Ewan McGregor. And oh my God, that dude is as handsome as, as he seems on TV. He's even more handsome in person. Um, my knees started shaking a little bit. I did not expect to see him, and I did not expect to be like shaken like that. And uh, he gets out of the vehicle right next to me, and I'm like, what's about to happen? And he went to go check out a booth real quick. He, he waved hi to me. And then I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. And then I started walking, and then uh, the cart started moving again, and he walks, he, he's driving by, and he locks eyes with mine, and he just gives me a quick wave, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And uh, I got it all on video, but it was just... I mean, that's one of the highlights of this convention for me is just to cross paths with you and McGregor. The other thing that we did, Narayan and I, we did the Wilro Hood, the running of the Wilro Hoods, and that was an absolute blast. We just act like fools, fun fools. We, we dressed in orange, we had our ice cream makers, and we started running around the convention floor shouting, save the rebellion, save the ice cream. And it was so much fun. Narayan and I did this at uh, Toylanta, which is a local Atlanta toy show. Uh, it's primarily a G.I. Joe toy show, so we got a lot of blank stares running through that, and um, 
and this time that just that wasn't the case. Everybody was cheering us on, taking videos, taking photos. Uh, we actually got to go on stage, the uh, the, the um, StarWars.com stage, uh, and and. That, it was just a blast to just be up there and, again, acting like fools, having fun, hanging out with Narayan. I can't ask for anything more. This was, this was great. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if anything else happens, I'll, I'll check back in. The running of the Wilro Hoods is a celebration tradition. In The Empire Strikes Back, Lando Calrissian calls for all of the people of Cloud City to evacuate. A mustachioed man in an orange jumper with a prop container fashioned from a 1970s ice cream maker ran through one of the shots. As Wilro Hood became a fan-favorite character, Lucasfilm created an official backstory that turned him into a hero for the Rebellion. During the evacuation, Hood smuggled Bespin's memory core into the famous white space-age container— to protect the valuable information about Rebel Alliance contacts held within that core. And as more cosplayers showed up at Celebration dressed as the Hero in Orange, a running of the Wilro Hoods flash mob took place, with dozens of people walking through the convention together, holding their ice cream makers and shouting, Ice cream! Ice cream! Here's a little taste of that ice cream run from Friday's running of the Wilro Hoods. On the Star Wars show stage, Dave Filoni was asked about his favorite part of making Star Wars content. His response was one of my favorite quotes from the entire weekend. I think the way to explain it for me is like, I sit down at a computer and I write a story. I write a moment. I write, and I talk to John, I say, I think Ahsoka could know this kid's name because she would be able to speak somehow with him that only a Jedi could intuit. And then you write that scene, and there's trees and a creek, and Mando's there, and Grogu's there, and Ahsoka's there, and then you go over the costumes in great detail, and you talk about fabrics. You build this thing over several months leading up to a moment where you walk through the doors of a stage, and there's the forest, and there's the child, and there's Ahsoka, and she kneels down, and it's awesome. And I love it. And it's awesome. And it never stops being that awesome. And it's the whole crew. It's everybody involved. It's not just one person. Because we know the only person it really was was George. And he created this. And we get to play in it. And, and, and that is like, I think, 
the spirit of everything we should be doing is, you know, he's hopefully looking over all this and, and, and still guiding it because he left us such a great galaxy to play in. And that, that's how I feel about it. So It's a beautiful sandbox. Okay, back to Mike. How is Celebration so far? You can feel the buzz all around here. It's Friday. It's electric right now. It's 5 o'clock here on the West Coast. Uh, I can't even begin to think how I'm going to tackle to take it all in. But this is the rush and the adrenaline that you feel when you come to Celebration. Being around so many fans, so many friends, so many people who just love Star Wars as much as you in so many different ways, too. This is what's so awesome about being a Star Wars fan and just... I've seen so far is the collector stage and the the merchant floor and there looks like a massive exhibit over by the live stage of some prop replicas and ships and I can't wait to take it all in when I have a chance to breathe a little bit more. Mike DiStefano here. We are now on the other side of Celebration for Friday. I'm walking to dinner with Joker Savage as we decided to stretch our legs a little bit while the rest of our group ubers over to Red Robin so we can continue catching up with each other, having great conversations, and recapping the day. And that's really one of, another one of the highlights of Celebration. It's just It doesn't end. Even when the doors close, we keep going, and it's the mad dash to find a place where you can accommodate seven people with all the other people that are here and everything that's going on. And on our way out, we walk past the autograph, the after-hour autograph program in the Hilton, and you could barely get in the front doors because the people were lined up pretty far back to get in. Looks like that's a pretty popular program. So again, so much going on. And as I mentioned, I'm walking with Joker Savage. So hey, Joe, what's something that stood out to you today? I got to see a panel that I was really, really looking forward to because someone was able to help me out and gain entrance to the Industrial Light and Magic panel. And I really enjoyed that because I love the special effects. And Joe mentioned that someone helped out. There's another real pro to celebration is because it's a lottery system and some panels you enter you may not be as interested in or have a conflict with and i think in this case it was a conflict so being able to have someone help joe out really shows how cool it is to have friends to celebrate celebration with as a whole i get i got to piggyback on that one saying the friends that you go to celebration with and you make there are the things that really make the event And that's interesting, Joe, because we just did our panel on the evolution of the Collectors Network and had the privilege of sharing a stage with Bill Cable, Narayan, Matt Erickson, Steve Renzi. And we talked about at the very end as one of the takeaways is everything's better when you're there with friends and it starts with networking. And it was really awesome to give back to the community in that way through the panel presentation. And hey, we're still probably five or six more hours in tonight, and I look forward to continue catching up with everybody. And for my fellow Ahsoka-holic buddy, F.J. DiRobertis, this was his first celebration attending it as a fan and as part of a club. As you probably know by now, F.J. is a huge Ahsoka fan. So F.J., 
How has your Anaheim experience been so far? Have you met anybody special? Hey, David. I am live here from Celebration Anaheim 2022. Um, just want to quick share with you an amazing experience uh, on the first day, walking around uh, before the convention opened. And just uh, seeing everybody set up, I uh, passed by this um, booth and kind of at a corner of my eye saw this long blonde hair and people around this person putting makeup on her and I thought it was Ashley Eckstein but I just kept walking and I said to Tom that I think that's Ashley in there and Tom stuck his head in and indeed it was and then we were going to keep walking but the peer pressure that Tom put me through (laughs) he made me go in there and give her my swag and I did I went up to her and just kind of handed it really quick and asked her if I could give her something and she lit up and she looked at my uh, patch and pin, which has Ahsoka as Tinkerbell with the Disney castle behind it, and she lit up. She was so excited and so thankful, and I just told her that, hey, I'll see you in a couple days when I um, come to get my autograph from you, and she just couldn't have been nicer, and it was such a cool, cool experience. So that was my start, literally my start before celebration even began. Um, More to come, more to come. All right, talk to you soon. Here's Mark and Dora Huber opening the California Club table on Saturday morning. Hey, Star Wars freaks and geeks. Um, I'm here at the California Vintage Star Wars Collectors Club table. Um, Show's going to open up at 9.30 for the Jedi Knight VIPs. And I'm here with Mark Huber. Mark, what's happening today? Well, we're going to be doing a little Star Wars trivia at 9.30 to give away the Boba Fett patches from the group patch sets. Uh, Star Wars trivia is super tough, such as which planet in the solar system was Star Wars filmed on. I actually stumped someone yesterday, so I'm hopefully going to use the same one today and see see who fails. But uh, having a great time here at Star Wars Celebration 2022. And Mike, what is your Saturday morning like? So it's Saturday morning and I'm doing some shopping in the hall. It's about 10 o'clock and the doors must have just opened and there is literally a parade of runners who are sprinting down the hall to get into the opening panel for today, which is uh, the Filoni Favreau piece. Like literally, it looks like there's a 5K running right through the middle of the exhibitor's floor and it's pretty wild to see the people's excitement go in and take in the show this early and go at the pace that they're going. Um, I'm not really sure why they're all running, but it seems to have started a stampede of people running, and it is rather entertaining and a little bit hazardous if you're trying to cross the main aisle here as people are literally continuing to run like a current down the river. Pretty wild opening to celebration day three. For many Star Wars fans, Saturday morning's event panel titled Mando Plus, a conversation with Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, turned out to be an unforgettable experience. The panel shifted into a panel about Filoni's new Ahsoka series, and Rosario Dawson, the actress playing the title character, made a surprise appearance. And while the show had only been in production for three weeks, the crew put together a secret tiny teaser trailer for Celebration attendees. 
In the trailer, for the first time ever, we had the opportunity to see some of the beloved members of the Ghost Crew from Star Wars Rebels in their live-action glory. Here's the crowd's reaction to seeing Sabine, Hera, and Chopper for the first time on screen. Glenn, co-host of Smuggler's Galaxy, is a huge Rebels fan. He and I bonded over the show early into our friendship. Glenn, what was your reaction to the Ahsoka trailer? All right, SDQ. I've had a couple hours to process what I saw uh, through some grainy cell phone footage. And, uh, wow. Wow of the upcoming Ahsoka show. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, you know, you get to see Hera at the back of Hera's head and Sabine and Chopper walks out on stage with Rosaria Dawson. Um, this place, the people that I've talked to about it, uh, probably bigger Rebels fans than me, but cosplayers, I've talked to Hera cosplayers, I've talked to Sabine cosplayers, I've talked to everybody, and uh, not every, you know, it's going to be a freaking amazing show, everybody's talking with tears in their eyes about it, I get emotional thinking about it, here we go man, 2023 man, Rebel season 5, let's go. Uh, but other than that, it's been a great show. Uh, I'm tired. My feet hurt. Been going at this since sometime on Wednesday. Uh, thankfully, I've been home or back in the hotel room fairly early to get to bed, but still up at 6 a.m. with the excitement of a new day. i uh, got a couple hours left today, and then we'll be heading home in the morning. Apparently, there's a bunch of stuff going on, the, more stuff going on tonight. It's supposed to be a Rebels meetup this afternoon, so maybe I'll give you a report on that. This is Glenn with the Georgia Club and Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, signing out. Let's hear from Gordy, our roving reporter once again, with Jared Clark. All right, it's Gordy again, roving reporter for Prototypes and Production, here with, um, with Jared, and we're going to get uh, his uh, favorite celebration moment. So actually, narrowing it down is pretty tough. Actually, I think the best part of Celebration is actually getting to see everybody again after all these years. Each night, hanging out at the room sales, hotel lobby, and swap meet, that's the best part. All right, and what was your favorite swag at this uh, Celebration, Jared? Um, I'd say it's the Mandalorian sort of crafting project that was shared by Alyssa and Amy, Elaine Grief. Um, it, they handmade all these different characters from the Mandalorian series, and it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Awesome. I'll let you get back to it, man. Have fun. Here's fellow collector Daniel Uthman sharing his perspective on why Celebration is so special. This is Dan Uthman at Star Wars Celebration 2022 in Anaheim, California. 
as I stand here, I'm overlooking the very well-known fountains, which have been the backdrop of many cosplay photographs over the years, and especially this week. Uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about what you experience at Celebration, and while I know that it's very difficult for many people, including myself, to make it to Celebration every time, uh, I just wanted to share a few things that you experience here. Um, you're going to see great people, you're going to see great collectors, uh, very friendly collectors, um, who, like many of us, have been sort of starved from seeing each other in person for a long time. Um, my daughter is here with me, and she had never seen any of these people really in, in, in person. Um, but she was quickly welcomed in. Uh, shout out to Mark Ruciano, who really has been very warm and friendly and acknowledging her. Um, it's just great. Like, that's been her favorite part of this. Um, the exhibition hall has been by far her least favorite part of this. Um, the crowds, the sweltering noise, uh, the guys announcing the uh, droid racing. Uh, not a she's not really a fan of that. But the after hours gatherings, although her after hours end quite early compared to uh, many of us, um, that's been great for her. But I think one of the most special parts, and this is really one of the best reasons to go to Celebration, you're going to just experience random things that happen when you least expect it. Friday night, we're getting on Big Thunder Mountain for like the fourth time. And lo and behold, who's getting on the train directly across from us but John Favreau and Dave Filoni. You know, that was pretty cool. Um, we were literally on the train right behind them. Um, you know, yesterday, uh, Walking through the exhibition hall to the to the club uh, booths, uh, all of a sudden Ewan McGregor walks out on the Star Wars stage solely just to make an unscheduled farewell appearance to say what a great time he had. You know that's really cool. Uh, right behind me, as I stand here last night, there were hundreds of people lined up in to, to get into a swap meet. Uh, some of them were looking for very special, very rare vintage collectibles and historical pieces. Some of them were looking for swag. Um, but at that swap meet, I picked up something that's very special. I saw Robin Bokra there. She had picked up something that was very special. And Robin and I talked, and it was like, you know, talking to someone that you grew up with hundreds of miles away from each other because it's just such a common experience people have, you know, um, playing in the woods when you're growing up, pretending that you're Luke or Leia or Han or Chewie or whoever from the Star Wars universe. Um, we had a great conversation. Shortly after that, um, I bumped into Chris from Hasbro. I don't know his last name, but if you watch any of their reveals um, on their Hasbro Pulse YouTube channel, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He was a very key cog in the creation of the amazing Razor Crest uh, that uh, came out last year or earlier this year. As the thing was so long, I can't remember the right year. But Chris was just standing there in the lobby with some of his Hasbro colleagues and I could have walked past or give him a nod or something, but he was just standing there. So I ended up chatting with him and thanking for him for his work on the Razor Crest. He couldn't have been a more down-to-earth, self-deprecating uh, guy. Um, 
He's also really instrumental in the retro collection, which I think is really a cool set. Um, you know, I know there's sort of mixed reviews about it, but uh, this is a person that's really been responsible for a lot of it. And he told me some of the sculpting history of it um, and, you know, you know, intimated that there's going to be a lot more to come with that. So anyway, we spoke for maybe 10 minutes, but it was great, you know, and it just wouldn't have happened if I wasn't here. Um, and so anyway, who knows when the next celebration will be. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, it will have been announced and splashed all over social media. But if you can make it to a celebration, save your pennies. It does take a lot of pennies, right? But save your pennies. Um, Read all you can about the logistics of navigating celebration because they are always a little bit different every year. And certainly in a pandemic or post-pandemic, however you look at it, time, uh, things are done differently. Um, but anyway, it's been a week that requ has required a lot of paying attention to navigate the event. Um, but you know that if you're engaged, everyone else is engaged. Um, and if you're in the moment and open and your eyes are open, it's going to be a great thing. Um, so anyway, just wanted to share that. David Quinn, you run a great podcast. I appreciate all that you do with it. I appreciate your writing, your oratory. Um, and I know you, you weren't here, but I can't wait to see you again very soon. All right. Signing off. Thanks, everybody. Dan mentioned a moment from Saturday when you and McGregor surprised the audience and returned to the stage just to say thank you. Here is that wonderful, heartfelt moment from the Jedi Master. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hi. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. No, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. Wow, you guys are too much. I just wanted to say, um, <clears throat> I can hardly speak after speaking to you all for the last two days, but I just wanted to say, I just wanted to come out and say thank you to you because um, I've never done a convention before. I've never been a celebration before. I didn't really know, I guess, what it was like. And um, what's been really amazing is to is to be able to, when I'm signing autographs or taking photographs, is to be able to meet you, even though if it's just for a second. I just wanted you to know... <laughs> I just wanted you to know that it's meant something to me very special, and uh, I've loved every minute of it. And uh, so I wanted to say thank you. Huh? Come and get them. But listen, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much!
Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was amazing watching the first two episodes with you the other night. I hope... I hope you love episode three and then four and five and six. And uh, seven and eight and nine and ten. Woo! DC collector Elon Bartlett was gracious in sharing his time with us as well. Elon, what does your Saturday look like? Hey, David. I'm getting in late today. I just parked and I'm walking to the convention center. It looks like I'm a block or two away, so hopefully I'll be there shortly. Oh, also, uh, yesterday's final panel was called The Evolution of Networking, which really was all about how to be social and make friends in Star Wars. Uh, Narayan was there, and he told the story that I heard on your podcast about him giving out swag uh, and you being so touched and, uh, you know, really getting the sense of community in the Star Wars, amongst Star Wars collectors. So uh, I thought it was great that all of us got to both hear it from your side, from the podcast, and hear his telling of it uh, as well as he shared about being so new and then feeling welcomed into the community. All right, just wanted to add that too. Talk to you later. All right, so I'm talking to Patsy, the vendor here, and just want to say I'm super interested in oddities, the really, you know, weird things. Uh, And in fact, at 4.30 today is the oddities panel. I'm excited for that. Oh, cool. So I'd love to hear the story. This looks kind of like a droid C-3PO, but... Yeah, so it's a droid C-3PO missing his leg. So I I took the uh, removable limb... Ah regular C-3PO, and now he has one leg to stand on. <laughs> oh my god, that looks really good. Super great. Thanks, Patsy. Yep. So now we're at the booth of Brian Rockfall, who has brought a rocket-firing FET that's beautifully displayed by CIB, Collectible Investment Brokerage. And right next to it, he has one from his personal collection as well, uh, molded with slightly bluer-looking plastic. probably one of the most sought-after items here at the show. We're looking at the prop store uh, auction stuff. Production-made Imperial Guard helmet from Return of the Jedi. Cantina band member from A New Hope. uh, Mask and hands. Lightsabers from various films. And here's Mike, live from the Collector's Social Room. So it's Saturday afternoon, and we are in the Collector's Social Room and doing some patch trading, and it seems relentless right now. There is such a steady stream of people coming in, and there's a nonstop. The Brew Crew patches are massive hits. Uh, The Empire Strikes Back trading cards are a massive hit, which I've been fortunate enough to be a part of. And I'm just overwhelmed at how many people are trading and how fast they're trading. I'm here with Mike Tricomi. Mike, what do you think of all of this patch trading? I grew up in the Northeast and like Crazy Eddie, it's insane. 
I remember those commercials. That's pretty funny. But it is. That's a good word for it. We're not that far from Rancho Obi-Wan, which is on the other side of the room. And give it another 15 or 20 minutes, and then we're going to close it down and go walk the floor again. Sitting here with Gordy from the Northeast Club as well. And Jim Jones is here, and the Ryan's across the way, and the rest of the brew crew's up front. So really good trading right now going on throughout the entire room. There isn't an open seat. Okay, it's Gordy, your roving reporter for Prototypes and Production here with Amy Schoberg, and we're going to get her with the, uh, the two questions. So, Amy, what was your favorite celebration moment this year? It wasn't really a moment, more just the third floor in general, right? Because we got the collecting track rooms happening, we have the Rancho Obi-Wan experience, and then we have the collecting lounge. And it was the first year that those all came together on the same floor. And I think it's really gone very well. And, um, and yeah, so it's like the only place you'd want to be at Celebration, really, right? If you're a collector. I spend most of my time here. I totally agree. And what was your favorite swag project this year? I love the brew crew patches. I'm a completist, and I'm proud to say that I, I did manage to pull off another complete set this year. So it was a relief to get that. Excellent. Those are always great. Thanks, Amy. I'll let you get back to it. Let's check back with our Ahsoka-holic friend, FJ. FJ, do you have an Ahsoka story for us? Hey, David, it's FJ again. Um, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a continuation on my moments with Ashley. Uh, So um, today I was able to see her twice. I did first a photo op session, and the photo is awesome. And I never like photos of myself. That's why you never really see me pop up on my Facebook very much. Um, But the photo is awesome. And then as I was leaving, she told me she loved my outfit, which was basically her outfit from (laughs) her store. Um, So that was a great moment. And then a couple hours later, I um, went and had an autograph session done, waited in line for about an hour and talked to these two girls in front of me um, who were major Soka fans. And I just really enjoyed my time in line with them. And then when I got up to Ashley, I was having a figure signed. And they took my figure and wrote everything that I wanted on the post-it. And when I got up to her, she was sitting next to her husband, David. I gave her um, a full bag of my swag, the same swag that I gave her a few pieces of that first day I met her. Um, But I gave her a full bag. That way she could hand it out to maybe some of her fans. And she was just in awe. Um, uh, Tom Quinn got a great photo of her reaction to me giving her that bag. It's just awesome. And and uh, she was just so thankful. And then she said um, that she was going to give it out during this uh, Jedi Academy thing that she was doing the next day. And I, I told her that meant a lot to me since I'm, I'm an elementary teacher. And then she stopped what she was doing and just looked straight at me. And she just said, thank you so much for all that you do. And she said that I was the true hero and the true Jedi. And then she told me that her, her mom was an elementary school teacher. And then she touched her husband, David's shoulder next to her and said that, um, David's parents were teachers as well. And, um, and I had shared that my dad was a teacher and must be in all of our blood. (laughs) Um, just a great, great moment. Um, she signed my figure beautifully in orange to me, um, with an inscription. I am no Jedi. And, she just has the most amazing signature. Uh, but, but the moment alone was was absolutely incredible. And then as I'm going off, you know, she said, uh, take care, FJ, which is to hear Ahsoka Tano's voice say, say your name is pretty incredible. Um, and then she said, oh, wait, wait, wait. She said, how did our picture come out? So she totally remembered me from the photo op. And I said, it's awesome. It came out great. So um, just another amazing Ashley moment 
that I am super grateful for and I wanted to share it with you. So another little piece of celebration for you. All right. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Okay. This is Bill Cable here. I'm with Yehuda. Uh, Hello, everyone. And Yehuda, you just completed your, uh, finished your panel on Star Wars oddities. Yes. What is the feeling of relief like after going through all that... uh, Stress of having to speak in front of 400 of your non-closest friends? First of all, it was not stressful at all. Most of the people were fast asleep. The other ones were just waiting for their star time. So really it was just, you know, Joe Darren and I speaking to each other, so it was fine. Awesome. You know, yeah, not stressful at all. Um, You know, and I I think I'm going to be doing the rest of the panels the same way. (laughs) I may keep giving the same one because it doesn't seem that people mind it. Yeah, yeah, nobody notices the difference. Yeah, that's right. For his first celebration, Jim seems to be having a wonderful time so far. Hey Jim, what are some of the highlights? Another killer experience was being approached by Gus Lopez in the lobby of the Hilton. He was doing a panel on collectibles from every continent. So he asked if he could use an image of my Ghana hand-painted poster. I was stoked about that and I said absolutely. When I got to see his panel, I got to see my piece posted up on the screen for everybody to see with my name on the bottom credit. It was pretty, pretty uh, wild. That was, that was cool for sure, man. I couldn't stop smiling after that. So on Saturday, members of the Star Wars bootleg knockoff collectors group head over to a dicey part of town at a Mexican joint hanging out. There we're met by another member by the name of Dylan Long who brings over two amazing pieces. A Hungarian bootleg store display with all ten men on cards featured on it. That right there was amazing to see. One, because that's my favorite run to collect, and to see that in person was serious. Next, he had a Uzai headman with him, probably foreknown. So right then and there, you'll never see those two pieces in the same room ever, any place else in the world, except if you go to Joey Glessia's house. That goes without saying. Uh, experiences like that were just amazing, you know, those, those small moments where you just enjoy with other people beautiful, beautiful time I've had here in California so far. All right, it's Gordy again, your roving reporter for Prototypes and Production here with Duncan Jenkins. We're going to hit him with the two questions. So, Duncan, what was your favorite moment of this celebration? So, I've had a really great time with the Boba Fett Tabocaton exhibit that is uh, part of the Rancho Obi-Wan exhibit. Uh, it's been fun setting that up, but what's been really fun is watching people go through it. And so, I just like to go in and sit there and see people experience what uh, we worked on to, to put together, and, and that's been my favorite show. Excellent, and it is amazing. I'm glad I got to see that. Um, and uh, Duncan, fun question. What was your favorite swag project of the year? Oh, I really like the Wilro Hood, um, the ice cream stuff. Um, and I was part of the um, pat- patches for the um, vinyl, the little read-along book uh, things. And so that one was fun, too. But since I was part of that, I won't say that. But I like the Wilro Hood one. Excellent. I love both of those, two. Thanks for taking a minute, sir. Here's Elon at Saturday Night Swap Meet. This is the Saturday night swap meet happening after the close of the event today. Lots and lots of people standing around chatting, lots of background noise. Hey, 
Hey David, it's Mike Stefano again. It's a little bit before 1 o'clock on Saturday night. I guess it's really Sunday morning at this point at Celebration. We're hanging out in the lobby of the Hilton. There's a lot of people you know here. We're having a good time just catching up with everybody, reintroducing ourselves after a couple of years of COVID. And I'm sitting there next to Jen Thunders. And after talking to Justin Haney, I lean over to Jen and I say, Jen, you're sitting next to Justin right now. And she's like, oh, that's Matt George. And I'm like, Matt George, I know him. I know him through the podcast. I said, Jen, excuse me for a second. I'm going to pop over and I want to introduce myself to Matt. I feel like I know him, but I really want to introduce myself and say hello. This is another part of celebration. It's just awesome. Like You can really connect the dots in the world. And so Matt and I just had a nice conversation, traded a few pleasantries, got to know each other a little better. And it's really cool to see how all of these worlds can collide through so many different avenues and common friendships. And Matt, you know, what's been pretty cool about Celebration to you? Well, a bunch of different things. You know, we uh, spent a bunch of time on the floor looking for cool stuff. I actually came to Celebration looking for one thing. As a Ben collector, I really wanted a Star Wars proof. I know the guy that had one, and so I was going to reach out to him, you know, a week or two before Celebration started to see if he would bring it. And I just never did. And so I get out here, and literally the first thing that I see, we go to the Arizona guy's room, and sure enough, it's a blank back Ben Kenobi proof. Please tell me you got that. And I, I, I said, you know, is this for sale? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to sell these off. And so I picked it up. So, like, show hadn't even started. I got the piece that I wanted to get. That's awesome. Like, again, just another example of how the worlds can collide. And what's going on here? David Quinn. It is David Quinn. Hey, we got Justin Haney here. Oh, my God. SCQ, where are you, bro? We miss you very much here at Celebration Anaheim 2022. David, uh, very sorry you couldn't be here. Um, really wish you were here. Some amazing things happened. We saw a great panel today. The Mando Plus panel that turned straight into the... Oh, that Mando Plus panel. Dude, it awesome. turned straight into the Ahsoka panel. Jen and I were there. Jen, I know... SCQ, it's not the same without you. Miss you, buddy. Yeah, we miss you very much. I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to do too many spoilers. Not sure what you're trying to do with the panel, but hey, buddy, we love you. We miss you. It's not celebration without you, but we'll see you soon in New York or in Atlanta or at some future event. Uh, cheers, and everybody, I hope you guys are enjoying this uh, podcast. Later. Thanks, Justin. And that really embodies the spirit of what we're feeling right now as we're coming up on 1 o'clock in the morning. Apologize for the loudness in the background, but there are so many people getting caught up right now that it is just, it's so good to be here. David, we miss you. As Justin said, we love you. We love the fans of the podcast and can't wait to see what you do with all of this good information that we've been feeding you all weekend long. Yeah, and I, for one, am glad you're not here. We don't even want you here next time. We're having too good a time without you. We don't want you to jinx it. So just stay away, SDQ. Stay away. Far away. Or come and we'll make it fun either way. Thanks, David. Love you, brother. This is Bill Cable here with Elvis Trooper. Oh, what's up, baby? We're in the lobby. We're drinking. Party Central here. We're next to an R2-D2. It's awesome. It's uh, happening right here. 
So what do you got to say to David Quinn? Um, why aren't you here drinking? How about thank you? Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, another thank you, and a little thank you very much. And this message from Steve Renzi and Bill is brought to you by the makers of alcohol. David Quinn, we miss you. This is me and Bill Cable at Celebration, representing the good old USA, Team America drinking. We've had a great celebration. I've got some prototypes. i got some bootlegs. i got lots of good Chewbacca's. And the Swedes have already conceded. USA! 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 Sunday, the final day of the convention. Will Russ, another fellow alcoholic, please give us an update. Good morning, all. It's the last day of Star Wars Celebration, standing outside the fountain, beautiful fountain at the Anaheim Convention Center. Awesome banner up on the wall. Even though it's the last day, I'll be sad to have to leave. We've had an awesome time for four, well, I've been here for six days, so... It's been fantastic. Uh, Great weather. Uh, I think it's like 75. What do you think? It's about 75? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's comfortable with a slight breeze. So I wish, especially all of you up in the Northeast, I, uh, I wish you could be out here in sunny California enjoying this with us. But hope you've enjoyed some of the stuff that we've been able to share. Can't wait to talk to you guys soon. It's Gordy Owen reporting in again uh, for uh, David Quinn's podcast, uh, Prototypes and Production. I'm here with Maggie Moore from the Georgia um, Club, and we're going to hit her with the two questions. So, Maggie, what was your favorite um, part of Celebration this year? Favorite part of Celebration was absolutely meeting Ewan McGregor yesterday, getting his autograph and my character encyclopedia, um, and... We had a nice little interaction for a minute. Um, got to thank him for coming, congratulate him and Hayden, and give him some swag with his picture on it, which he seemed really excited to get. Um, so that was really cool. Dream come true. <laughs> That's amazing, and I love the idea of getting the autograph in the encyclopedia. Never heard that before. That is awesome. So my second question is, uh, what was your favorite swag project this year? Definitely would be the ice cream set from the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors. I have never seen anything so involved and detailed and just so, I mean, I I can't even put into words the amount of work that went into that set. And the people who have gotten those patches, the reactions, their faces, I mean, it's just been amazing to see that. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time. Here's Tom Quinn and FJ with a Sunday morning conversation. Good morning. I'm here with FJ. FJ, this is really your first Star Wars celebration as a participant. Um, You were in Chicago uh, on the other side as an exhibitor. Um, What is your biggest takeaway from Star Wars celebration this year? My biggest takeaway is, is honestly 
the, the time to absorb all of this and share all of this with my friends. Like, I didn't really get to experience it that way last celebration. So being with my good friends, um, hanging out here with Jason and, and Tom and, and Ashley. Yeah, my, yeah, my new good buddy, Ashley. Um, just being able to be with everyone, I think it's just been amazing. Tell yeah. me a little bit more about your Ashley Eckstein experience and, and um, how are you a fan of, of Ashley? Oh, I'm just a huge fan of Ashley. I've been a fan of Ahsoka but long before she even became popular. Now she is like the pop culture icon now. Um, so, uh, yeah, just being here and getting to, you know, get her autograph and, and, and the photo session. But just beyond that, just spending time talking to her. Like, she takes the time to talk to the fans genuinely, um, making those connections. You know, she remembered me from the photo op um, when I went to get the autograph and asked me how the picture came out. Um, she is a great ambassador for not only the character, but just Star Wars in general. She's great. Okay, final question for yes, you, sir. FJ. Yes, sir. So, I was able to be blessed with experiencing Disneyland with you for oh. the first time the other night. Um, tell me a little bit about your uh, experience at Disneyland after dark Star Wars night. Uh, amazing. I mean, I'm, I am a huge Disney fan. Like No, I shouldn't say like Tom. Nothing like Tom. <laughs> Tom is in a whole other level. Um, and I, I've been to Disney World many times, but I, this was my first time going to Disneyland. So, one, for it to be on a Star Wars night. And then, but most importantly, to, to be there with Tom and, and Jason, um, experiencing with them. Oh my God, we were like little kids just running around that park, going from ride to ride and from blue milk, it, from blue milk to, to green milk. Um, it was just an incredible night. The fireworks, the, the Star Wars characters walking around. We were we were in heaven, right? That's right. Heaven. That's right. Were we skipping at some point? I think we were. Yeah, I think we were I, skipping. I think, I think we were. I won't cop to it, but yes. <laughs> We, we, we definitely were. <laughs> well, thank you, FJ. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you. Are you looking forward to the next one? Oh yes. Sign Excellent. me up right now. Let's Excellent. go. Excellent. Very <laughs> we're good. Here. All right. Thank All you right. very much. Thanks, guys. Hey, David. It's Jason. One last time. Uh, it's Sunday morning. I was uh, getting ready to pack my suitcases, and I realized that I had a bunch of I had like twenty different uh, ice cream quarts in my suitcase that we never took out. And I was getting ready to pack, and I'm like, what am I going to do with these? And debating about trashing them, and I don't want to do that, but I don't want to take them home because this is for the people. This is the reason why we created them. And so there was one figure that I wanted, which was VC-148. I saw it at one place. Uh, I think it was a Rebel Scum booth. It's the Imperial Assault Tank Commander. It was very, very tough to find. And uh, it was, like, only online. It was only available in the Hasbro Pulse. And I had just assumed at the time that it would be hitting the store shelves because that was the kind of pattern. Uh, it would be in Hasbro Pulse, and then some point later down the road, it'll be uh, available in store. So I decided to take in the uh, ice cream things. So I go to the Rebel Scum booth. It was 120 which is a deal because everything else on eBay is like 180 And so I go, uh, yesterday they said that was 120 and this guy walks up and goes, I'll do 90 I'm like, sold. You can't get better than that. And I don't think I'll ever find a price that cheap. So I took it, and then we decided to walk by Jazzwares, because I am a huge Micro Machine collector and Action Fleet, and this is a in-scale line that's like Action Fleet, but all the vehicles are in scale to one another. So like the speeder bike is in scale to the Millennium Falcon, which is in scale to the X-Wing, like it's all size appropriate. Absolutely love it. So I go over there, and we're 
telling the dude he needs to make a ghost. Or telling the representative he needs to make a ghost from Star Wars Rebels. And Alex from Indiana stops by. He goes, Dave Filoni's right there. And we just both book, Glenn and I. And we turn the corner, and there he is with his cowboy hat and his wolf pack jacket. And we know it's a him. And we're kind of following him. And he goes up an escalator, and Glenn yells out, Thank you, Dave. We love you. And he kind of looks back and says, Thank you. And that was incredible. So it was definitely worth going back for the figure and seeing Dave. And I'm going to pass this to Glenn so he can uh, geek out a little bit. And uh, sorry for making you edit some of this out. Hey, SDQ. Yeah, I, I'm just going to echo what Jason just said. That was an incredible moment. Uh, kind of riding a little bit of a high right now with the Rebels thing yesterday, all day yesterday, and then today getting to thank him. So I'm sure, I hope he appreciates it. I don't, you know seems like he did but it was a total fanboy moment it's like as soon as he started seeing people noticing him he got off the floor and at least i was able to tell him hi and thanks and he waved and acknowledged so you know kind of cool moment all in all good celebration can't complain bye i think it just goes to show that the force is with us this weekend yes because it seemed like whenever we were flexible and adaptable things would just happen some of that Disney magic rubbed off on this vacation. So very happy, and uh, thank you for doing this, and I hope everyone else had a great celebration. And I'm sorry people missed out. Hopefully today they'll release the next date for the next celebration, and more people will be able to attend. Talk to you later. All right, Gordy, check it in again for the uh, roving uh, reporter for Prototypes and Production here with Steve Sansweet. I'm uh, going to hit Steve with the two questions. So, Steve, what was your favorite moment of celebration this year? Well, it actually just happened. We put a lot of effort into the Rancho Obi-Wan Saga Museum uh, exhibit, and I got to lead Dave Filoni through a very quick tour, but it was great. Dave's an old friend, and we have a piece of his doodle art up on the wall, which he sort of remembered. That is excellent, and it's been so fun to see his uh, career progress. Um, and what was your favorite swag uh, um, item or project uh, this celebration? Well, I just heard Duncan Jenkins answer that question, and I'm going to say the same thing. When I saw it online, the Woolrow Hood ice cream patches, and then I didn't realize that the Georgia Alliance and Iran had done so many other things like the silver scoop and the container and additional patches and an ice cream server's hat, paper hat. And, I mean, just very creative and amazing. It was nonstop. Excellent, excellent. Steve, thanks for taking a minute. I'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much, guys. So that was a small audio scrapbook of the weekend of Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, California. If you were there, I'm sure it was an intense few days, filled with surprises, laughter, excitement, friends, lack of sleep, random run-ins, special purchases, and everything else that truly makes it memorable. And if, like me, you weren't there, hopefully you were able to catch a little of the magic through the live streams and occurrences on the small screen. And I hope this episode managed to capture some of that magic for you. But truly, this episode would not have been possible without the help of some amazing friends. 
My sincere thanks to Glenn Williams, Tony Johnson, Mike DiStefano, Jim Jones, Jason Wilsuko, John Peck, Yehuda Kleinman, Brandon and Mona Weiss, Elon Bartlett, Mark and Dora Huber, FJD Robertus, Tom Quinn, Bill Cable, Maggie Moore, Steve Renzi, Jen F. Thunders, and Justin Haney, Matt George, Daniel Uthman, Will Russ, Gordy Owen, Rob Amatea, Paul Chu, Jared Clark, Amy Schoberg, Duncan Jenkins, Steve Sansweet, and everyone else who helped to make this episode happen. I will definitely see you at the next celebration. I wouldn't miss it for the galaxy. I think we should have Pedro Pascal, otherwise known as the Mandalorian, end us on a really high note. John Favreau, Dave Filoni. We are in the hands of very, very good Star Wars parents. Um, they, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's their love and all of your love that is basically... I say this with all earnestness. It's exactly what's made it what this is. And um, this is the way. Yeah. (laughs) 